0: Thank you for joining us in our Luke series, the most important story ever told. So let me say this to you as you contemplate and consider launching this new year. God invites us, God invites you, every person to know him in a very personal way. But God also invites us to grow with him daily. And I think a lot of the stigma of the Southern culture is people pray prayers, walk aisles. They say, I know God, but they never start that that growth process. It's one thing to embrace what we call salvation. It's another thing to move toward sanctification. And so reality is inside this room right now, and even for you that are uh, watching online, people are at different places, if you will, in their God concept. Let me break this down. We call it A, B, C, D, and E around here. You've got some people that are A's. They're apathetic toward Jesus, apathetic toward spiritual things. You've got B's. You've got people that have been coming and hanging. They're becoming interested. They're starting to ask questions. That's a good place to be. It's a bad place to stay. you got some people that would say, hey, I'm at a C. That means I confess Christ, but I'm still a spiritual infant. you got D's people that are developing as disciples, and then you've got ease, people that have moved to the place where they can equip other people. So inside this room, and inside even the viewing audience online, you've got what we would call outsiders, they're still not connected, and insiders. Now, that being said, I wrote some things down, I want you to consider this. We've got those who know about Jesus, but don't know him personally. It's an easy place for people to get. They, they, they know about, but they don't, they don't know. We've got those that claim to know Jesus, but refuse to surrender to him as Lord and master and authority. God don't want you to stay there. Uh, we, we've got those that need to grow and mature in their faith, but they've reached a place where they're just complacent and they're going through the motion. We, we don't want 2023 to look like that. We don't want to live another day like that. We, we've got those in this room uh, that have had some growth, but they have found themselves over the last weeks or even months, they're, they're just kind of stalled out and they're just kind of stuck. They're, they're not growing. They're not maturing. They're not developing. God, God don't want you to stay there. We've got those in this room that are actually growing and maturing in their faith. I mean, that's a beautiful place to be. And then we've got those that are starting to really become authentic disciples and they're starting to make disciples of other people. So if you had to really look at where you're at in this faith journey, where would you say you are today? Where would you say you're at? And where do you want to be by the time we reach the end of 2023? Here's the verse, I want you to memorize this verse. And I would even challenge you to pray this verse over those loved ones in your life Luke 2 52 and the text says this that Jesus grew in wisdom he grew in stature and he grew in favor with God in favor with man I want you to memorize that verse Jesus grew in wisdom stature favor with God in favor with man As I was meditating on scripture years ago, right around the time that Barb and I got married, and then the Lord would start to bless us with our children, I, every night, would pray that over Rachel. And then I would pray that over Rachel and Benji, and then Jesse and Hannah and Caleb. As God gave us those kids, I would pray, Lord, please let Caleb grow. Let him grow in wisdom with you, first and foremost. Let him grow in stature. But God, would you give him favor with you and with others? And I've prayed that over my kids for years. And I'm telling you, it is a very noble prayer to pray before God. Knowledge is not the same as wisdom. Knowledge is just having Information or awareness. We would say knowledge at best is theoretical. And there's a lot of people that have knowledge, but wisdom is being able to apply God style knowledge in a God honoring way. Wisdom is spiritual, not theoretical. And wisdom will lead you to make right choices with the right motives for the glory of God. Now, for some of you sitting here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just encourage you. Here's an example for you. If you sit here today and you go, you know what? My finances are totally messed up and jacked up. I would encourage you as we move into this year, we're getting ready to launch uh, small groups and, and uh, more come to the tables and all this stuff that we do here to get people connected. But, but you say, my finances are jacked up. Why don't you sign up for financial peace? Why don't you meet with our team that leads that and let them help coach you out of debt and difficulty into peace and freedom with God? Wouldn't it be good to come to the end of this year, 2023, and go, praise God, I took some action steps in this area and got freed up. I I went from just being uh, with some knowledge out here to becoming wise with how I steward uh, God's finances. That would be good. Because here's a a premise kind of a fault. If Jesus grew, who was 100% God and 100% man. If Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, favor with God and favor with man. If Jesus grew, don't you think we need to grow? If the God of all creation, if God in flesh, Yeshua HaMashiach, the anointed one of God, if he grew, don't you think it would be wise for us to grow? James chapter 3, verse 17 says this. The wisdom from above. We want to grow in wisdom? The wisdom from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, reasonable, full of mercy, full of good fruits, unwavering, and without hypocrisy. Take a wisdom test. If I'm going to grow khaki in And wisdom, do pure, do those closest to you really trust your motives? I'm growing in wisdom. Do I have this purity inside of me that others would look and go, man, I trust your motives. Uh, Peaceable, how well do you get along with other people? Other people that are not like you, other people that have uh, different opinions than you. The wisdom from above is considerate. How sensitive are you to the needs of other people around you? Reasonable. Do you always have to win? The wisdom from above is pure and it's peaceable and it's considerate, reasonable, merciful. How do you respond to the weak and hurting? These are simple questions, but if we're going to grow in wisdom, we read in James 3 that the wisdom from above, the wisdom that is from God, every good and perfect gift comes from God. These are some of the manifestations and characteristics. Unwavering. Do you consistently stand on principle and truth? Sincere without hypocrisy. Do others see you as being a straight shooter? If you're going to grow in wisdom, if we're going to apply Luke 2.52 to our lives, that Tim would grow in wisdom, do those things apply to me? If I'm going to grow in wisdom, I must meditate on the Word of God every day. The Bible is not to be used like cake on special occasions but it's to be used like bread for daily use if i'm going to grow in wisdom i've got to become a student of the word you've got to ask your que- yourself the question going into 2023 what what, what are you going to read what are you going to ponder a person who does not read will always be at the mercy of one who does am i going to become a student of truth even paul would write to timothy and say Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, one who can rightly and accurately handle the word of truth. What is your daily devotional time going to look like in 2023? If you want to grow in wisdom, you got to read, you got to reflect, you got to study, you got to meditate, you've got to apply it. I'm telling you, no matter where you're at, if you're like, man, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an infant C. I'm very infant. Why don't you download the version Bible app and take advantage of some of the devotional plans that are just free there? The Blue Letter Bible, you can download that app for free. There's multiple translations, all these different commentaries that you can read. It's free. You, you, you get what you put into it. You're, you're not going to just grow by hanging out with us on, for three hours on Sunday morning. <laughs> I had to change my warning up from 75 minutes. But I've shared this with you guys in the past and I share it again. If you took away the Word of God, the study of God's Word, the meditation of God's Word, the memorization of God's Word, if you yank that one thread out of my garment, it all falls apart. The foundation of everything that I'm about has been built on knowing what God says. So I would tell you, if you're going to grow in wisdom, this has got to become priority. You go, okay, we, we've heard that before. You want to you grow in wisdom? You've got to learn to pray daily. I just finished reading a book called Praying Like monks and living like fools. And it is a great read on the priority of prayer in our lives. But prayer should be like even looking back at the saints of old, Daniel and others. They would pray morning. They would pray midday. They would pray at night. But prayer should be that unforced rhythm in our lives. Now, I know none of you prayed this prayer last night but there are certain people probably in this general area that prayed something like this. Lord, please let Georgia win. <laughs> I promise I'll do whatever you ask me to do. I mean, I'll get up and go to church. I'll start praying with my family. I'll even start praying more for my family than I do the dogs. <laughs> I, I promise you I will forgive that person that, that I've been bitter with. I." I God, if you will just let them win, I'll start tithing. I'll get involved in a small group. I'll take that first step and get baptized. Okay, I'll share Christ with my neighbor. I promise, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do if you'll just let the dogs win. I know Nick Brown and nobody else in this room prayed anything like that last night. (laughs) But that's not what I'm talking about. wonder how many of those prayers hit the roof of the The dome last night. Tyler Staten back in his book, praying like fools and, or praying like monks and living like fools. He made this statement and I love this statement on prayer. He said, prayer is a journey that starts with a need and ends in relationship. He said, need drives us to our knees. Relationship keeps us there. Chad, is that not a powerful phrase? That prayer starts with a need that drives us to relationship and dependence and intimacy with God. Prayer is simply just talking to God. You don't have to use all this fancy rhetoric, uh, rhetoric and all these big, uh, like clever words. That intimidated me when I first started going to church. All the these and the dows and some of these guys would pray and I'm like, I don't know how to talk like, I don't even, I don't even talk like that period, much less. I don't want to learn how to talk that way, but prayer at its core is really yielding to the Lord and learning how to build this relationship with God that God wants you to have. He wants you to grow with him every day. I mean, all of us can drive down the road and give thanks to God for our salvation. We can give thanks to God, Richard, for the peace that he gives, for his provision, for his healing, for his restoration. There's so many things that you can just praise God for. I mean, you can spend time praying for family members. We got family members, all of us do, that are all over the map. Some are A's and B's and uh, all this. We look and go... I want to spend time praying for family members. We can spend time praying for people in need, for, for God's direction in our life. There's, I'm telling you, if you would journal this out and just write it out like, Lord, would you just fill me with your Holy Spirit today? I have no clue what you want to do. Prayer, I think we complicate it. But at the same time, I, I think most people struggle with their prayer life. You pray with your eyes open. You can pray with them closed. You can pray sitting, and you can pray standing. All of these are mentioned in Scripture. You can pray while you're lying on your bed. You can pray while you're taking a walk. You can pray anywhere, anytime, because the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro. And he wants you to commune with him. He wants us to hang out with him. And and here's something I would encourage you with. Make a list grab your journal, grab your phone, whatever. But I would make a list. And starting today, I would pray for three people in my world. Three. Don't don't pray for 300, 3000. You'll you'll tax yourself out there. You'll you'll tap out and stop doing. What three people in your life right now do you know they're lost? They're alienated. They're separated from God. They don't have a walk from God. Do you believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything we can even ask or pray or think or imagine? Start praying for those three people. Why don't you look at three people in your world right now that are sick and really knocked down, who are having major health issues, and just start praying for three people every day that you know that are hurting. Can you do that? Could you imagine what would happen if this entire church rallied together and started interceding for the lost and interceding for the sick and the, down, uh, the downcast right now? What would happen? Prayer is the birthing room where change takes place. Prayer is the birthing room. You want to grow in wisdom? Get into the Word. You want to grow in wisdom? Amp up your prayer life. You want to grow in wisdom? Connect with others. It's called fellowship. The reason we think it's important for people to gather together with other believers consistently, yeah, there's teaching, there's fellowship, there's worship, there's communion, there's prayer, but we get together so that we can build one another up. We all get tired. We all get beat up in life. And when you're doing life in community, it's amazing how we can lift each other up and build each other up as the body of Christ. And even Hebrews would say, do not forsake assembling together with other people. You know, as well as I do, when you get involved in community, it starts to change your life. I am so proud of my mama. My mama. Hannah and I were talking about this yesterday. My mama is 81 years old. And my mom, her assignment basically over the last four or five years had been taking care of my dad as his health continued to deteriorate. And my mom, since my dad has passed away, she's gone back to church. And she was like, hey, I've got my little Sunday school class of my ladies. And she was talking about them getting together right before Christmas and what she was going to make and what the other ladies were going to make. And they were exchanging gifts. And you know what I heard? Hey, hey, son, I'm involved in community. I said, Mom, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You're getting up and you're getting out of the house and you're hanging with other people. Do you know that inside of each and every one of us, there is this longing to belong? There's this longing to connect. There's this longing for other people to really know who we are. And love us in spite of it? I mean, I would tell you, get connected. You'll hear stories over the next few weeks about people that have gotten connected in small group. And have gotten connected with what we do call Come to the Table. It's where these families, man, sign up and you go to someone's house and you break bread and enjoy a meal. And you sit around and you fellowship and you get to know each other. That's almost like a biblical concept. Acts 2, right? But you'll hear people share stories over the next few weeks of how that allowed them to bond with others in the body of Christ. Do you know what's wise? It's wise to be in community and grow with other people. I promise you it is. You know another wise thing that you can do? You can contribute. Every one of us has time, we have some talents, and we have treasures. We have different things that God has blessed us with. And when you bring those things collectively to the body, you go, man, look at, look at God work. Look at how God is using my little bit with everybody else's little bit. And man, together, we're making a dent and a difference in Loganville and beyond. I mean, we've all got something we can bring to the dance, right? And I would would challenge you today, pray and say, Lord, where do you want me to plug in? Lord, where do you want me to plug in? Because I've come to realize in all these years of walking with Jesus, it's those who plug in who really start to find out what their purpose is and start to experience the joy of the Lord. And if the first thing you do doesn't work out, don't quit. There's a lot of other things you can do. But I think a lot of times we're looking for reasons not to connect. And so we do one thing, we come up with excuses, we start to deflect and blame, and we just say, oh, that's not for me. No, there's a place for you. And if you want to grow in wisdom, connect. Now, this is going to be fun for some of us here. Jesus grew in wisdom. Jesus grew in stature. Now stay with me. Jesus grew Physically. If you're like me, growing taller is probably not going to happen. Growing wider is a possibility. (laughs) But I would tell you this. It, please listen to me. It is so important for you to take care of your spiritual health. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 6 that your body, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. You've been bought with a price, and you no longer belong to yourself. Physical health should be a priority for us. How long how long has it been since you had a physical? What are you going to do about it? How long has it been since you had your, your blood checked? How long has it been? How long has it been been since you paid attention to really what was happening and what belongs to God? When's the last time you visited a chiropractor? When's the last time you had some deep tissue, soft tissue work done on that knotted up body of yours? Have you ever had a cardio calcium score done? We have two men in this church right now that would testify to the fact that they went in and had a cardio calcium score done and their numbers were through the roof and they both ended up having open heart. But there is a good chance if those brothers had not have taken that step, we would have buried them sometime last year. There are so many advancements out there that we can take advantage of what is your workout and conditioning look like i'm not asking if you walk to the fridge i'm asking you <laughs> what's your exercise routine look like for real exercise produces energy exercise is one of the greatest things we can do for our body what is your water intake Are you drinking a gallon of water a day? Or are you saturated with sodas? Water is the best thing. And we have a Berkey water purifying thing. Neil, we use that, don't we, brother? Because even the, the purity of water that we put in our system, we want it to be as clean as we can. Why do you do that? I've been bought with a price. I don't own myself. I'm supposed to steward before God what goes in my body, what goes on my body, what goes around my body. I'm just telling you right now, what's your diet? I mean, your weight doesn't determine your value, but what are we doing to do all that we can for the glory of God to be the healthiest we can be? There are so many guys in this church, like Dallas and others, that would say, let me help you. I don't want to take advantage of you. I want to help you be the best version of you that you can be. Hey, man, I need a personal trainer. Jesus grew in stature. Find a walking buddy. Just get out of the house. Throw in some shoes. Go do something. Is that important as we go into this year? And let me let me let me me, me say this: I've been a part of culture for a long time, 60 years now. But I know that on this day, so many people sit down and write out what their New Year's resolution is. A resolution, simply defined, is resoluting what you didn't do the year before. (laughs) We don't need a resolution; we need a revolution. We need to look at this and go, all right, how am I growing in stature? Then it says that Jesus grew in favor with God. How do you do that? There's nothing you can do to make God love you more, but there's things that you can do to grow in favor with God. Favor is demonstrated delight. Favor is tangible evidence that a person has the approval of God on their life. He's growing in favor. There's tangible evidence that God is working in their life. When we favor someone, even ourselves, we want to be with them and we enjoy being around them. Oh, this person has favor in my life. I want to be with them. I enjoy being with them. We connect with them in a way that we don't connect with everybody else. Can I tell you? God shows favor to the ones who delight in him. Did y'all hear me? God shows favor to those who delight in him, to those who connect with him, to those who want to be with him, to those who enjoy him. The joy of the Lord and delighting in the Lord. I mean, that's the baseline of where everything happens from. Isaiah 66, 2 says, these are the ones that I will look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit, those who tremble at my word. You know what he's saying? Those who really love me, enjoy me, want to be around me, press into me, that connect with me, oh, man, I will demonstrate delight in them. Those are the ones who are willing to sanctify and set themselves apart unto me. Are you growing in favor with God? We're not fighting today for victory. We're fighting from, uh, from victory. Jesus is already, he's already accomplished everything we need to walk in the wind, W-I-N. And you've gotta ask yourself the question, am I growing in the grace of God right now? How will I grow in 2023? How will you delight in the Lord? How will you press in with the Lord? Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, Favor with God. That's why I prayed that over my kids where they grow in favor with you. Lord, I pray that that Benji would delight in you, that Benji would want to know you, that Rachel, all my kids, I prayed that. And do you know how fulfilling and thrilling and satisfying it is to see my son stand here, other places and open the word of God and preach it? You know what it, you know, you, you know what God says to me? Your prayer has been heard. I didn't pray that he would make it to the major leagues. I didn't pray that he would make a ton of money. I prayed that he would grow in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God, and in favor with others. The quality of our relationships. Let me say this. Don't, 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 don't miss this. The quality of our relationships is totally connected and hinges on the quality of our own lives. The quality of relationships that you are going to have with other people, it is hinged on the quality of your own life. How healthy are you? How healthy is your thought process? Are you taking every thought captive? Are you taking care of yourself? The health of other relationships hinges on how healthy are you? You can't be toxic and all kinds of chaotic stuff going on in you and expect to have great, healthy relationships with other people. you gotta get, you got to get healthy yourself. you got to get free yourself. How, how is your marriage today? How's your marriage? That's an important relationship. How are you doing in parenting? How are you doing with your kids? How how, how are you doing when it comes to investing in other people? How are the external relationships outside of your family doing? Is there someone you need to reconcile with today as you start this new year? Is there someone you need to release? Is there someone you need to forgive? What's going on in your heart today? How are your work relationships? Are you treating people with dignity and fairness? We'll get into that in a few weeks, right? Like even next week when we get into John chapter three, and people are like, what should we what, what should we do? He's like, don't be taking advantage of people. If you've got a wage, don't be, don't be gouging other people for more money. How, how are you doing with that? And ask God if He would bring relationships into your life this year that would help stretch you and strengthen you and provoke you to growth and provoke you to go places with him that you've never been before. Ask God, hey Lord, would you bring the right mentors into my life? I started praying that right after I got saved and God started bringing all these godly men and godly relationships into my life. I'm like, I didn't know I didn't know where to go look for them. And God goes, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna introduce you to this dude. And there were people that were in apologetics and people that were pastors and people that were expository Bible teachers. And I started praying that, Lord, would you just give me favor and show me wh- wh- where I need to go and who I need to hook up with and who I can connect with? Would you pray that? Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. If Jesus needed to grow, We definitely need to grow. Are you done growing? No. Are there things in my life right now that's got to be cleaned up? Absolutely. Thoughts? Absolutely. Diet? Absolutely. But I would challenge you, what one step, what one action step will you take today so that you can yield yourself and to become more of a disciple of Jesus That the Lord can use you. What action step are you going to take? What is God putting on your heart right now? The Holy Spirit's working in your life right now. Uh, Growth is never comfortable. But it's always worth it. That's the one thing I've learned over the years. Pushing myself beyond my borders and beyond my boundaries. It's never comfortable. But it's always worth it. And here's what I know about you as we even walk out these doors later, we pursue and chase after what we're passionate about. You're going to pursue and chase after what you're truly passionate about. Are you passionate about the right things? Are you passionate about the God things? The real question is, what, what, what are the deeper passions inside of me? Are my passions God-centered or are they, or are they me-centered? What do, what do I really treasure ultimately in my heart? If you, had, if you cut me open and we got exposed, it's like, what, is he, what does he really treasure? Does he really treasure personal growth and the growth of others? Because whatever I treasure, that's where you're going to find my heart. Whatever you treasure is where you're going to find your heart. Here's the close. The goal is Philippians 3, 8 through 10. But I love this translation. Everything is worthless. When compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord, everything is rubbish, it's meaningless, it's waste compared to knowing Christ. For his sake, I have discarded everything. For his sake, I count it all as garbage so that I can gain Christ. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. And I pray that that is the echoing heart cry of you today. I want to know Jesus. I want to be intimate with Jesus. I want to be so connected with Jesus that he would look and say, I I delight in that one right there. That one right there demonstrates delight and dependence and yieldedness to me. I delight in him. If it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, you're going to have to... Develop a spiritual growth plan. You're you're, going to have to do it. And as I said before, I need to make changes and there are certain things in your life. You're going to have to make some changes if you're going to experience revival this year. You're going to have to say no to some things. You're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to put on your big boy pants. You're going to have to quit running home to mama. You're going to have to eliminate options that are toxic for you. That's still an option for some people. I would just run home. Now you're running to the wrong home. You need to be running home to the the, the the Father. There's things that we need to stop doing. I would tell you, look at your calendar. Look at your calendar and budget an hour this week, maybe even tomorrow just an hour, get away from everybody. Take your color and say, I'm budgeting this hour to hang out with the Lord to put a growth plan together. We have spiritual growth plans. If you email us info at the cross, loganville.org, Dustin, he'll send you a growth plan. We, we've got spiritual growth plans that we put together for people. Make, make, that appointment tomorrow, and then make an appointment to hang out with God, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour every day, whether it's morning, whether it's evening, make an appointment to hang out with God. (sighs) Breathe. Eliminate distractions. Turn off the noise. I love getting up early. I love just being able to Listen to worship. I love just being able to sit there and veg with the Lord first thing in the morning. Personally, for me, I I don't do it because I pastor. I've been doing it for years. I love just, oh, Lord, I need you to breathe on me. I just need to be with you. And my prayers are raw and my time with him is raw. It's just relational time. But you know what that does? It fuels that entire day for me. And then I have some other times during that day, the Lord goes, hey, let's hang a little bit more. You got some time here? Spend an hour just reflecting and praying and think in these categories. I call them PMS E S. Think in the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, and in the social. Those five areas occupy my life today, they occupy yours. What am I doing physically before the Lord to steward my body for the glory of God? Mentally, what am I reading? What am I allowing to come into my mind? What am I processing? What am I digesting? Some of y'all would do yourself a great service to, to, to turn off the freaking news. Do you hear me talking? You're listening to all this stuff and you're getting so pissed off and you want to fight throughout the day because of what you hear. Is that raw enough for you? Turn on worship. Turn on some podcasts. Turn on some sermons. Start listening to things that are going to grow you in a healthy way. Well, I'm just trying to stay aware of what's happening in the world. The world didn't save you. And those reporting what's happening in the world are so biased anyway, they're not even giving you truth. I, I would just rather read truth. Come on. Do an assessment, get with God. Third thing I would say is ask God to reveal your true heart to these questions. What changes do I most need to make in order to experience a life of Christ-centered passion? Lord, show me the one or two things right now that immediately need to be changed if I'm going to press in and live with Christ-centered passion. These questions. How will I grow right now today and carry it out for the entire year How will I grow with God? How will I grow in my love for others? How will I grow in my love for people that are not in church that act like they're lost? You ever notice that we get ticked off at people that act like they're lost who aren't lost and we're not really conducting ourselves like we are the found and chosen of the Lord. We end up getting mad at people that act lost And here we are going, why do I do that? Where's the grace? Where's the mercy? Where's the empathy? Where's the sympathy? Hey, guys, here's my prayer. Luke Luke 2, 52. My prayer over this room, over those watching online, is that you would grow in wisdom. Wisdom. I'm talking about the understanding and knowledge of God, being able to apply it appropriately. Man, he's growing in wisdom. He's growing in stature he's stewarding his body for the glory of god what he puts in it what he allows his eyes to see Uh, oh he's actually exercising getting blood flow going that's good that's good he's growing in favor with god he's enjoying god connecting with god meditating on word praying he's connecting in the body man he's starting to become a contributing member he's growing and that you would grow in favor with others if you're growing in favor with god you will grow in favor with others. God will break down the walls and give you relational credibility and equity that will allow you to grow.